Welcome to the HR Chat Podcast, bringing the best of the HR and talent communities to you. According to the Stanford Research Institute and Carnegie Mellon Foundation, 75% of long-term job success relies on people skills, not technical expertise. In this HR Chat episode, we're going to consider courses that help participants master foundational skills that are needed to succeed as leaders in the future world of work. My guest this time is Dr. Corey Olson, founder and president of Sigmund University, a distance education graduate school open to students from around the world. Corey is focused on the future of higher education and is excited about the proven benefits of online education. Concerned about the skills gap, Common to so many people in the workplace, Dr. Olson established Sigmund Path, a training program with courses that help participants master foundational skills that are needed in any job and in any industry. Corey, it's my pleasure to welcome you to the HR Chat Show. Thanks for having me today. So beyond my wee introduction there, Corey, please tell our listeners more about your career background and role at Sigmund Path. Absolutely. Um, well, I founded Signum University about nine years ago, uh, and I was a I was a tenured English professor at the time, and uh, you know really became excited about the potential uh, of online education in particular, the way in which at that time very few people were engaging in synchronous online education. Almost all online education was sort of following the old correspondence course model. Uh, And I was really excited about the potential for how uh, by doing synchronous courses online, you could really open up educational opportunities for many, many more people uh, than currently had access to it at the time. Recently, we've launched the Signum Path program It's a new program for us, but again, this is something that really connects with our primary focus, uh, which is the humanities and uh, literature, especially uh, at this point right now. Uh, And uh, of course, the humanities have always been uh, a great way to train people skills and to help people learn to communicate better. Uh, And we felt we really had something uh, to offer to this field that we could see was uh, was was a lot of people have been really struggling uh, with people skills in the workforce. And so we really feel that we have something to offer there. Okay, wonderful. Thank you very much. Now, now tell the listeners a bit about um, what, what are some of the, the biggest challenges that HR managers are facing when it comes to trying to address the skills gap? One of the biggest challenges with people skills is that you can't really train them in the ways that training so often happens at work. Um, you can't teach someone to become a good communicator by, you know, them watching a few videos. You know, you can't become a a good writer in a weekend seminar. Uh, These are things that you have to train over time uh, in different ways. Um, It's not like, you know, learning a a, a new uh, sort of technical skill, um, which again, which, you know, often you can get uh, through regular training videos. These are things that have to be developed longitudinally over time. And that's a really big challenge uh, to be able to figure out how exactly to manage that. How do you get people who really struggle with emotional intelligence, uh, with written communications? You know, how do you get people to improve the from from the basics of their writing to thinking about more effective ways uh, to, to, to speak and to write? These are very, very challenging things to develop in short periods of time. So how can you undertake uh, to... Uh, get employees 
to be engaging in the kind of long-term practice which is really needed in order to improve these skills significantly. Sigma University has recently launched a, a training program, Sigma Path, to, to solve the, the skills gap that HR managers face daily. Now, you touched upon some of these already, but maybe you can just spell out for our listeners, what, what are these skills gaps? Absolutely. Well, these are what, you know, what many people call, call soft skills, uh, people skills. Uh, I like to call them foundational skills because I think they're so important uh, because everything begins there. Everything begins with communication. If you can't communicate, uh, then you know, most of your other skills are going to be wasted if you're not able to convey these things to other people. Communications are really one of the biggest things. Um, critical thinking, as you said, emotional intelligence, things like, you know, not only conflict resolution, which is a really important element, of course, but even just being more aware of what other, how other people are responding, being able to be more sensitive, whether it's more sensitive to a room full of people that you are with, or whether it's more sensitive uh, to what kind of responses are likely to be elicited by the things you say and how you say them. Um, so again, that, that goes beyond mere communication. Like, can I effectively explain what I'm trying to explain? Um, uh, these are some of the things which have a massive impact on work environment, right? Um, uh, and I think everyone knows, and, and I know that HR professionals are keenly aware of the difficulties that are caused by people in the workforce, people in your company who have excellent skills, who can do really wonderful work, and yet who are very difficult to work with, um, or who, you know, perhaps they have really excellent technical skills. They might be a really excellent programmer, a really good engineer, and yet their work is often suffering. Their, you know, their overall output uh, is suffering because although they have the ability to do the work, they they continually uh, struggle to convey that, to connect that with other people. Um, you know, the, the amount of time that gets wasted, whether it's just trying to interpret the email that has been sent or, you know, or, you know misunderstandings that are emerging from that email, um, or whether it's, uh, you know, a, a larger failure to connect and explain. There are a lot of uh, people in technical posts who still have to be able to explain their work, to walk other people through it, to, to enable them to to implement it and use it. Um, there's 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 been this divide. There's been this gulf that has opened up between the training of technical skills, and this goes back to higher education. I mean, you know, in college degrees, there is so much focus on technical training, on job training, um, and so much less focus on these sort of more general uh, uh, people skills, critical thinking skills, it's sort of assumed to be kind of just generally baked into the fact that you've gotten a college degree. Um, but more and more, that is really just not the case as college degrees focus more and more on technical preparation for particular jobs. Uh, there is less and less focus uh, on these kinds of uh, people skills, communication skills, uh, and uh, uh, in sort of soft skills generally. And it has created, I think, a fairly significant problem in the workplace. In your opinion, why do you believe that, that, that these skills, you know, such as communication, writing and critical analysis, Corey, are, are being overlooked? Is it maybe because there, there's, an, there's an assumption that they're, that they're inherent 
in top candidates you know some people are good talkers right some people right. maybe naturally uh, are going to be going to be uh, better at writing writing an essay or taking that into the workplace you know writing a, a proposal than, than than someone else is, right. is is there a is there a misunderstanding about about learned versus inherent skills to some extent, I think so. I mean, there are lots of people who are good talkers, and certainly there are some people who who do simply just appear natively to have better communication skills uh, than some people. But I do think that there are a lot of people who merely assume these skills. So, for one thing, even someone who is confident with people, who is who who can speak well, that doesn't necessarily mean that that person uh, necessarily is uh, is 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 good at doing many of the tasks that are going to be required. That is just because you can speak fluently, you know, can be a good interviewer, right? Be, uh, you know, amusing and, uh, uh, and good to talk to doesn't necessarily mean that you'll be an excellent presenter, you know, that you can be a good teacher when you need to convey uh, ideas, uh, you know, to explain things effectively, uh, to be able to, uh, to, to tell good stories in order to, to develop a narrative that will help to, to bring your listeners to the place where you want them to be. Those are all skills that still need developing, even in people who are confident uh, and, uh, and, and, and good speakers. The other reason I think that this problem exists uh, is, as I say, there's, there's been a lot of um, specialization happening uh, within higher education. And so there's a, one of the reasons I believe that this gap has developed is that people have been assuming for a long time, that getting a college degree means that you're getting this stuff. Like, you know, you can't get a college degree without, you know, becoming a good communicator and, and, and you know, developing your critical thinking skills. But increasingly, uh, over the last couple decades, college programs have been focused more and more heavily on technical training. Uh, if you go to, I mean, this is I know, certainly true in America, and I believe it to be true, you know, from what I have seen in many other places as well, more and more universities focus on, you know, when they're doing their recruitment on, on their web pages, you go to their web pages and look at, you know, how they describe their programs, and they will all tell you the jobs that this, you know, major uh, or program of studies will train you for, right? You know, take, take this course if you want to, you know, uh, go into this industry or go into this particular field. That's the way that higher education now generally has been organized and the way that it thinks. And one of the consequences is more and more focus on technical training and preparation to do, you know, that this is, this is how they're thinking. You need to prepare your resume in order to say you have all of these technical skills. You are prepared to compete in that marketplace. But as a result, there's been a de-emphasis on what used to be the absolute foundation of higher education, um, you know, from way back uh, in the Middle Ages, you know, uh, the beginning of the liberal arts, right, was, you know, with grammar, logic and rhetoric, learning to learning to write, learning to think, uh, and then learning to speak and learning to persuade. Um, those are still really the core skills that people still need that, you know, like the ancients weren't wrong uh, about those things. Uh, and but that's really something that we have lost as the foundation, as higher education has become more and more oriented uh, towards this technical preparation. And so the assumption that a lot of people make that if you have a really good college degree, that means clearly you must have essentially been trained in this stuff as well. It, it kind of comes with the package. That's decreasingly true, I think. I guess one 
one uh, group that uh, the course may be particularly useful for, given what you've said so far, might be might be introverts or uh, I don't know if, if mm. you adhere to to certain um, uh, personality types offered by say Myers Briggs. Uh, the, the, those are, are naturally right. more prone to hiding behind a, a computer screen than, than getting up and having a conversation. Right? Uh, I, I'd imagine I'd imagine a course uh, such as Sigmund Path would be hugely be- beneficial to to those people. Um, um, or am I just being hugely o- overly simplistic here? Well, no. I mean, of course, th- there is. Uh, the, there's no question that extroverts as well, you know, benefit from this. As I say, even, you know, if, for someone who is more comfortable interacting with people doesn't necessarily mean that they're better at interacting with people. So for instance, there are a great many extroverts uh, who do not necessarily have very good emotional intelligence, right? Who who don't really pick up on signals from other people very well uh, and don't really know how to interpret that very effectively. So that's still a separate skill that even extra, many extroverts need to develop. But it is certainly true uh, that for introverts, it's something that can be, it's, that really needs to be developed deliberately, right? Because uh, it, it's, it's, it's something that can be uh, sort of, desirable to avoid. Um, and uh, uh, yes, uh, uh, many of our Signum students, not only in our Signum Path program, but in our graduate program as well, we have a great number of introverts uh, who study with us. Uh, and it has been a really, really wonderful experience. It's, it's a good environment for um, helping people to be able to, to kind of come outside themselves in a safe place uh and uh and be able to uh, to really begin to develop these these skills uh, actively now i understand that sigma path offers offers a badge program as part of the course yes. how, how does that how does that help uh in terms of you know that you've got job candidates and and uh and they, they've got to the they've got to the short list and they're they're going to be in that interview situation they're going to be in front of the hiring manager the hr person and uh on, on each of the on each of the resumes, so all of the candidates that have got to that stage, it's going to say, you know, I've, I've got I've got the skills to uh, to be able to communicate and to to analyze, and uh, I'm a team player, and I, I can you know, I can be a leader, etc., etc., etc. But but how 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 does the badge program help to uh, help to help to prove that? How, how does it show that they've been through a process where where there there are learnings and and it's tangible and it's measurable? Well, that's exactly it what i would say there the fact that they have been through a process one of the things about leadership skills or communication skills or critical thinking skills um as you say everybody can claim that and most people do right i mean who doesn't say uh that they have good communication skills or something you know especially if you if you say that communication skills are really necessary for your job all candidates are going to claim to have it and many of them might seem to based on their interviews but i think that all hiring uh, uh, personnel, all human resources folks know that a lot of the people who say that and maybe even seem that way when they're hired don't actually turn out to have very good skills once you hire them. Um, it can be challenging to screen for those things. And so one of the things that w- one of the advantages that having a badge to be able to point to, because of course our, our badges are composed of three separate courses. So for instance, our, 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 our badge in writing, uh, it, it 
brings together uh, so, several different skills. It's you know we have a, a mini course in uh, in in nuts and bolts, which is where you know the, the the basics of of writing, making sure that you actually can write correctly and effectively. Uh, writing as process, where we show like how can you explain things and and that you can really develop your ideas clearly and communicate just what you want to communicate. Uh, and then we have our storytelling course, where we're working on uh, uh, forming things into narrative and how you can apply narrative uh, in really effective ways. So by being able to show I've taken all three of these courses, um, you're not just making a kind of a vague gesture or a sort of blind reassurance. Oh, yes. No, I have these skills. Trust me, um, which is what ends up happening because there are very few credentials that really clearly establish it. Again, it, you know, it's been assumed for many years that a four-year university degree is essentially stands in as a credential for these things. If you have a four-year college degree, you must know how to write and you must know how to communicate and you must have good critical thinking skills. Well, as I say, that is not necessarily true. And uh, and people are finding that that's not necessarily true. So being able to have a this, this sort of a badge that you can point to to show I have undertaken a well-rounded, first of all, I, I undertook something, right? I actually, I have addressed this. I have gone out of my way, not just to give you vague assurances that I have these skills uh, or no, trust me, I'm, I, I'm going to be good at these things, but I have really gone out of my way to, to, to supplement this. I've been deliberate uh, in this. And then to show that I've, I've had this well-rounded approach. I've taken not only a course, I've taken multiple courses uh, on this to really, uh, to really help me. That I think is the big advantage of being able to have a badge in these things. Now, how, how are you working with HR professionals to, to help improve employee foundational skills? I.e., what, what's, what's that dialogue been like as, as part of the genesis for, for creating Sigma and Path? Okay, what's, what's been that two-way conversation with, with, with HR professionals, HR leaders to help you create the courses that are now offered at Sigma and Path? Right. Right. Well, it, it, it began with just sort of noticing uh, articles and things in general, you know, seeing more and more people saying uh, the two things. I mean, the, 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 there are two things that I have been continually hearing over the last couple of years. One is how important these people's skills are, right? I mean, everybody who makes a list of the most important skills to have, you know, the things that will help you to thrive most in your job or the things that human resources uh, uh, people are, are, are looking for mo most in job candidates or are most important in job candidates. And all of these lists, these kind of fundamental people skills are, are, are always, you know, clustering up there at the top of the list. That's one thing uh, that I noticed. But and then at the same time, uh, you know, what are some of the things that people struggle with most, you know, what are some of the skills that uh, people are, are most frustrated with has also been those same things, right? So noticing this gap, noticing that there is a real, uh, that there is a real problem there. This is something that really struck me as, you know, the director of a humanities program, because of course, the humanities have been, as you mentioned before, they have been uh, the best way of systematically training uh, students in these skills. They, they're, 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 they're challenging. They're they're intangible in a lot of ways. There aren't textbooks for this. Oh, there are textbooks, but there aren't very many very good textbooks for these things. Um, not like again, there's there's not like a regular course of training that you can like put people to to learn a new programming lang language or something like that. Um, but the humanities are the, the the proven way to really train these things. So as a humanities guy, I'm looking at this and I'm saying, yeah, there's a problem. And of course. 
as a higher education guy, I'm looking at this saying, yeah, I can see the problems in higher education that have been contributing to this problem. Um, and so that's, by the way, another thing that I'm working on to, uh, to, to figure out how we can get ahead of stopping that happening. But, um, but for now, in any case, there's this obvious need. Um, so having perceived that need, we talked uh, with a bunch of HR folks just to, just to say, you know, in your experience, in your company, what are the things that you would like to see most? You know, what are the things that you think are most important? And what we kept hearing from people are, first and foremost, communications. Before anything else, communications. Communications and emotional intelligence. These are the things that are, uh, are you know, the, 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 the biggest thing, not only the biggest thing that are, you know, creating lots and lots of problems, but also things that are hardest to address. You know, we don't know what to do with our really, really talented, you know, engineering team, for instance, who is really great at their, they're wonderful engineers, but we have a lot of problems uh, in, you know, in, in them interacting with each other and them interacting with other departments and everything. And, and we don't know what to do about that. Um, and so that was what, uh, you know, those conversations really inspired us to launch the Signum Path program. In my usual style, I, I like to challenge my guests towards the end a little bit, you know, but put them under a bit of pressure. So here's a big question for you, but I want you to try and answer it in about 60 seconds or less. Okay. okay. Uh, <laughs> and, and that is how is, how is Sigma path different from traditional HR programs? And what do you, what do your programs have to offer compared to others out there and who would benefit from this kind of training? Absolutely. Well, as far as how we differ from other training programs, um, we are, uh, we are coming from the perspective of, again, teaching the humanities in higher education. Um, and so our training courses more closely resemble traditional university seminar courses than they, than they do, uh, sort of, uh, um, you know, normal, uh, you know, kind of, uh, quick shot training sessions. Um, as I said earlier on, it is, really difficult to train people to be better communicators, to teach people how to write better, uh, to, to, to help people to develop better emotional intelligence. Very hard to do that in a, you know, a one hour video. Uh, or a series of videos or something like that. You you have to interact with people in order to practice this stuff and develop these skills. So the Pignum, the Signum Path program is focused on uh, month-long courses, not a whole lot of hours per week, but continued and repeated interaction with live groups of people uh, to be able to develop these skills. And that's one of the things that really sets our program apart. As for who would benefit from this training, almost everyone, certainly folks who are wanting to go into to man management and leadership positions, really, really important for them. But there's really nobody who would not benefit from being a better communicator, whether you're, you know, on an engineering or programming team working in an office, whether you're uh, uh, in customer service, of course, and, and, and you know, in, in the more outward facing parts of your company, uh, really, really important for everybody to be able to develop these kinds of skills. Okay, before before I uh, finish off with the usual, how can we learn more question, Corey? I, I have to ask you, okay, because th th this is awesome, uh, listeners. Uh, Corey is also the the author of Exploring uh, Tolkien's The Hobbits, and and he hosts a, a podcast called the the, the, the Tolkien uh, Professor. Um, yes. 
Now, and you've been doing that since I think two, 2007. So you've, you've been a podcast host many, many years more, more than I have, sir. Um, <laughs> what, what, tell me, uh, getting into the world of, of podcasting that early, what, why, why did you get involved? And can, can you share one or two quick anecdotes in terms of um, f- favorite episodes uh, that, that, that you've done so far? Sure, sure. Yeah, I got into podcasting mostly because I, I, I was going through a kind of an existential crisis as a junior faculty member. Um, you know, I was being pushed to publish, of course, and I was supposed to publish. And I'm looking around and saying, well, OK, I can publish. I, I was publishing in academic journals, but nobody's reading these things. You know, I, the academic journals have such a small audience uh, and feeling that I was you know, entering into this life when which I was going to be spending all of my time producing material that was going to be only read by this very small circle of people within, you know, the academic circle, I found a little bit depressing, especially since I was focusing, you know, my own research uh, and work on J.R.R. Tolkien, which has a quite large audience. And I was thinking, gosh, I'm sure there are a lot of people out there who would be interested in this. So I decided I essentially got into podcasting initially as an alternative publication model. Instead of only publishing uh, in scholarly journals, I wanted to be able to take what I was doing and take my my you know my analysis and and the stuff I would have been publishing and reach a, a wider audience with it. And it is something that just gained massive momentum. I have become uh, a, a, a very significant proponent of this kind of public education, right? Of uh, a really engaging uh, with the wider audience with this. And podcasting has been such a wonderful way uh, to be able to connect with people all over the place, you know, uh, all over the world, uh, you know, uh, different kinds of people in all kinds of uh, situations. Uh, it really is the origin of Signum University. I didn't set out initially to found a university. I set out just to run a podcast. Uh, but as my podcast audience became more and more engaged and it was clear what uh, what a hunger there was uh, for you know intellectual stimulation and 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 further you know it was it was my podcast listeners uh, sort of clamoring to be able to take real courses as they said you know that we 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 really want to be able to uh, to study these things in a consistent, rigorous, and in-depth way that I finally said, okay, fine, we'll do courses. We'll do courses. And I ended up, and this this grew into Signum University. And we're now, you know, we're, we're now planning a large humanities program and we're, we're working to uh, try to close the this uh, humanities skills gap in, in on, uh, from both ends, right? Both for our Signum PATH program, trying to, uh, to help to train professionals in the workplace now. Uh, we're developing a new undergraduate humanities program designed to help people to you know to be trained more effectively in these skills in the first place um so uh, i mean all of these things have eventually have ultimately just grown from you know my podcast where i was trying to just sort of share my tolkien ideas and the enthusiasm of that response and the the dynamic community that has emerged uh from that podcast has been really just wonderful so it's been uh, so yeah starting a podcast totally changed my life you know and i'm not saying that Founding a university is a common side effect of becoming a podcaster, but it certainly was in my case. And I'm guessing when when, when students can get together in person, um, it, you're okay if they dress up as you know an orc 
<laughs> or a wizard. Or, we or we we, we do have uh, we do have uh, conferences, uh, which for, of course our our graduate program uh, is heavily focused on Tolkien studies and fantasy and science fiction literature. Fantastic. Uh, we have one of the <laughs> one of the one of the uh, uh, the the largest dedicated uh, imaginative literature uh, uh, programs in the world, and so it is certainly true we often have costuming going on. Uh, we in fact we have costume contests and things at some of our conferences. Uh, we always like to engage in that kind of fun as well as uh, uh, you know undertaking serious scholarly analysis. I love that. I love that. I, I don't often share too much about my personal life on, on the podcast, but I'm, I'm a massive geek. Uh, I'm into sci-fi <laughs> a lot. I, I did a bunch of courses on the, on the politics of science fiction and whatnot when I was, when I was, yeah. when I was at university. And I listened to a lot of uh, sci-fi podcasts and whatnot. And I, and I, I love Game of Thrones and, and anything yeah. about Tolkien. You know, it's, it, it, it's great fun. But anyway, last question for you for today, and that's how can our listeners connect with you? I guess, how can they learn more about the podcast as well? And of course, how can how can they learn more and get involved with Sigmund Path? Absolutely. So yeah, they can, uh, people, of course, uh, signumuniversity.org is our website. You can see information on our, on our, our graduate programs and our other uh, programs there. Path.signumuniversity.org is the home, the homepage of our PATH program. Really encourage people uh, to check that out. We actually have uh, a, a program where we're, we're happy to invite human resources professionals to take one of our courses for free. We would love to be able to just offer you one of our courses so you can see what it's like and see what it's about. Um, so definitely encourage folks, uh, HR professionals, to email us at path at signumuniversity.org, S-I-G-N-U-M university.org. Uh, and uh, just let us know that you're interested and we would be happy to connect you with a course. Uh, you can also find us, uh, find me on LinkedIn uh, and Twitter. I'm Tolkien Prof on Twitter. Uh, and uh, uh, you can find me on LinkedIn as well, uh, as well as uh, I encourage folks to connect with uh, the, uh, the Signum Path program on LinkedIn as well. And uh, about three seconds ago, I just sent you a connection request, sir. So uh, I'm going <laughs> to challenge, challenge you now to accept it. Um, and, and listen, <laughs> you'll, you'll, be able to, you'll be able to check out all these links as well in the show notes as, as part of the podcast. Uh, that just leaves me to say for today, Dr. Corey Olson, thank you so much for joining me on this episode of the HR Chat Show. Very good. Thank you for having me. And listeners, as always, until next time, happy working and stay safe. Thank you for listening to the HR Chat Podcast, brought to you by the HR Gazette.